Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, chapter 12 continued. Helpless yet daring. With her characteristic modesty, Mother Teresa considered herself still far from the union with Jesus that she wished to reach. Her letters to Father Vanderpeet revealed more about her humility than her suffering. Dear Father Michael, forgive the long silence. I have received all your three letters. Your love for Jesus is so wonderful, so fearful. Your love for Jesus is so wonderful, so full of Mary's pure love. I thank God and especially Our Lady for loving Jesus in you and through you, all the people you come in touch with through your retreats. Last year, we celebrated the Silver Jubilee of Jesus by giving him 25 tabernacles. Beirut was the 25th foundation. I just understand less and less the humility of God made man for love of us. I know you pray much for me. I need Jesus' love. Let us pray. God bless you, Mother Teresa MC. Several months later, she wrote again, Dear Father Michael, your letter of May 28th was waiting for me, and I believe somebody has already written to you. Please pray for Father Leo Dehon of our society, especially during these coming days when we are preparing for our chapter. We shall have the general chapter on November 21st. Ask Our Lady to take care of our society, which was born at her pleading and grew under her care. I would love to be just a simple sister. I will not ask. Let Jesus do whatever he wills without consulting me for I belong to him. I felt so bad on the day of the profession to have left you and the others. It was really an act of perfect obedience to have to go with the cardinal to the meeting regarding the boat people. The sea has become an open calvary where the passion of Christ is being relived. We have not been able to take any of them in India. In Manila, our home for the sick and dying had a few suffering people. You only wonder how people can suffer so much and never break. Looking at them, I feel physical pain right in my heart. The profession was really something beautiful for God. And now we have a contemplative MC community, a gift of God. How happy you must be to have this wonderful gift of giving Jesus to souls through your retreats. How good your superiors have been to have given you the permission to do so. Jesus has a very special love for you, for you are so totally his that you live, not you, but Jesus lives in you. And through you, he proves his love for the world. As for me, the silence and emptiness is so great that I look and do not see, listen and do not hear. The tongue moves but does not speak. 
helpless yet daring. I want you to pray for me, that I let him have a free hand. And even if he chooses to cut me to pieces, that every single piece, however small, be only his. At the mother house, we have over 300 novices, so beautiful, so full of joy. It does one good just to look at them and enjoy the gift of God, their love. I know you pray for me. Ask Our Lady to take care of me as she took care of Jesus. God bless you, Mother Teresa M.C. Seeing people suffer horribly daily, Mother Teresa pondered, how can people suffer so much and never break? The same question could be put to her. How could she suffer so much and not break? She looked and listened, but ne neither saw nor heard the one she sought. Only darkness and silence were there to make her loneliness painful and frightening. Yet in her helplessness, she was truly daring, for she was as determined as ever to let him have a free hand with her. She did not break, but even more, she was joyful in her suffering. Given what is now known of her interior state, her habitual cheerfulness proves all the more extraordinary, as a senior sister observed. Mother always told us, God loves a cheerful giver. If you don't go to the people with a cheerful face, you only increase their darkness and their miseries and their sorrows. So mother had the spiritual joy. It is overwhelming for us to think how mother could continue with a pleasant countenance and with such single-mindedness to cling to Jesus, her one and only love, without her letting us ever know what she was going through. Because she bore her own suffering and pain in silence and peace, she could effectively encourage others to walk the same path. Whatever failure or disappointment she or others faced, she always found a way to look at it from God's perspective and to draw good out of it. I know what you feel. This is really the full meaning of the poverty of Jesus. He, being rich, became poor. The riches of the company of his father, he gave up by becoming man like us in all things except sin. You too are experiencing that giving up for love of him. Do not be afraid. All will be well. The seed has to die if it has to produce fruit. I am more than sure that Jesus wants the missionary brothers of the word by all means to exist. And this aloneness is the beginning of great love. You are not alone. Jesus and you. The tabernacle is the most beautiful sign for you to look at when you feel lonely. Don't be afraid. He is there. In spite of the darkness and failure. It was like that for Jesus in the garden. Could you not watch one hour? He felt so lonely that night. Don't be afraid. 
Put your hand in Our Lady's hand and walk with her. Mother Teresa willingly accepted being deprived of the riches of the company of Jesus so that others would know the delight of it. From her own experience of loneliness, disappointment, darkness, and poverty, she could reassure her sisters of Christ's presence in the midst of sufferings. The will of the Father was that terrible loneliness in the Garden of Gethsemane on the cross. He was completely alone. If we are true followers of Jesus, we too must experience the loneliness of Christ. He perspired blood. It was so difficult for him to go through the humiliation of his passion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, child of Mary, apostle of Rome, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. These letters that we just read about were from the 1970s. Are you saying then that Mother Teresa never told her sisters for 25 years about her darkness, her loneliness? her sense of being unwanted, uncared for. It seems so. She spoke to some of her spiritual fathers because she knew that God wanted them, her to be open with them. She knew that they stood in the place of Christ. For he who hears you, Jesus said, hears me. And she was afraid of being deceived. She was afraid of making some mistake. And so there were people that God put into her life to whom she had to speak about this interior suffering, especially when she needed encouragement. But she never told her sisters. That is, these 300 novices, they have 25 houses. Hundreds of sisters are now with her. And none of them knew. They all thought that Mother Teresa was experiencing incredible interior consolation. Think of that loneliness. Think of living with all those sisters, none of whom knew what was happening to her. None of them could sympathize with her. None of them could really understand what she was going through. And therefore, what would have been the point of telling them? Was there anything that could have been achieved by that? Not really. And it also shows her humility. She wasn't interested in being admired. She was not interested in seeming to be good or making other people think she was a saint. And so in deep humility, she lived this loneliness so that other people could be happy. And she shared incredible cheerfulness. She shared incredible a sense of spiritual joy with others, to encourage them. And so we ask Mother Teresa to pray for us tonight, 
so that like her, we can accept our own loneliness, our own isolation. She says we all are going to go through it one way or another. We're going to be lonely at some time. As much as we fear being alone, as much as we fear being rejected, as much as we try desperately to make sure that doesn't happen, we can't quite pull it off. But if we can accept this sense of isolation, then like mother, God will open us up to the true goodness around us. As soon as we stop trying to make use of people constantly and to use them to build ourselves up, then God can begin to awaken us to the goodness in people around us. They're not just good for us. They're not just to be used for something that we would like to do. No, these are willed by God for their own sake. And everyone around us is a unique participation, a unique reflection in Jesus Christ. Oh, Mother, pray for us that we will go out of ourselves and recognize the goodness in people around us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.